0: Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of FutureForwardSales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go.
1: Today, we have the lovely pleasure of having Casmer Ward with us today. How are you doing, Casmer? Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Uh, doing really well. Thank you for having me, Gabby.
1: Absolutely. So, kind of what we just shared before we got this thing started is that you have, you do a lot. You have a lot going on behind your name, your brand. So, why don't you just go ahead and kind of tell us where you're at right now, maybe even a little bit into what led you to do all that you're doing.
2: So yes, I actually have spent my last 20 plus years as an accountant, mm-hmm. and that's led me all the way from the corporate world into smaller businesses and eventually into uh, that of an entrepreneur and owning several companies, everything from an engineering company to a uh, donut company to a medical device mm-hmm. company. And my background being an accountant, I've always ended up... You know, playing the chief financial officer role. So, as I started working with some of the smaller companies I had started to build up, I realized that a lot of other companies, whether they're Pre-revenue all the way up to $25 million, they need a fractional uh, chief financial officer. Mm-hmm. So from there, I said, you know what, let me go into these business and really provide that accounting and financial leadership position mm-hmm. to help them build that infrastructure so they could, all of those needs could be met and to help kind of, you know, um, make it to where it would uh, complement their mm-hmm. overall strategy, make sure it fed uh, the information needed to make important business decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And so it sounds like, obviously, like you said, you kind of stuck in the accounting role or at least dealing with financials overall. What was it like kind of still pivoting in different directions rather than staying just in the corporate world or just with small businesses? What made you decide to want to try kind of different things, but still in your realm?
2: Well, you know, it's weird when I was in the corporate world, I, you know, I spent uh, several years with, with a large bank and, okay. and in one area, I would work till midnight mm-hmm. all the time. And another, uh, Department, I would work uh, I would work till five, but my my day was done by nine thirty in the morning. Mm. and I just sat around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, a lot of my colleagues were like, well, you just stretched that work out over eight, mm-hmm. you know hours a day, which that's no fun. I found that asking for more work or trying to find other ways to be involved was more of an inconvenience to some of the leadership team there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, when I left the large corporate world in a smaller world, I loved that I had a really impactful mm-hmm. position that I was able to make a decision, everything I did from all the way to the most minute detail could affect the overall performance of a company. And that was mm-hmm. even a company that was doing up to about $25 million a year in revenue. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, when I started my first company with some partners, um, we started up the company in 2007. It was a small engineering company, Intelligent Design Engineering. Mm-hmm. And after six months, we made all of our money back we were uh, we were profitable. We were doing really well. There were a total of three of us with me being the uh, kind of running the business, the three engineers, uh, you know, providing engineering services. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, this is great. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's grow this company. And at that point in 2007, they said, well, we will grow, but we don't want to manage. We don't want to hire. We mm-hmm. don't want to market. We don't want to do sales. And I realized then that I was back to where I was at the bank years ago, that that Mm -hmm. I don't have 40 hours worth of work and I'm not just going to sit here to do that. So Mm -hmm. we came to an arrangement to where I could still be an owner, still spend some hours with the company, but go out and do the exact same thing for other companies. Mm -hmm. And really spent the last, you know, 13, 14 years doing just that.
1: Wow. So kind of to be able to find your happy medium, trial and error.
2: (laughs) Exactly, and I, I like to go in, do what I what needs to be done, mm-hmm. where I can be impactful, not just what I want to do, but where every decision has an impact that you know positively uh, affects the entire organization, mm-hmm. and then move on. And, and it's weird because we we live in a culture where sometimes people think just FaceTime equals value, mm-hmm. and I've even had clients that they said, "Well, we want you full time, or we want you so many more hours a week," and I'm like. I'm done after eight. Like, right. I, I, you know, and they're like, well, we'll pay you to just sit here. And I, it, it, you know, mm-hmm. while it sounds tempting, I, I get bored real easy. I mm-hmm. really like to move on to the next thing.
1: <laughs> right. And have your time be of use, too, rather than just being a, a placer, <laughs> a placement there. It, it,
2: Exactly. And the thing is, is I don't have any special accounting knowledge or concepts that you Mm -hmm. can't get in textbooks that you don't learn, whether it's at a Harvard, whether it's at a uh, mid-range school, even Mm -hmm. if it's at a community college, accounting and business concepts are the same. Nobody's got the secret knowledge. So I have found that jumping from industry to industry, from business size to business side, all of that stays constant. There it really is no difference in the size of the company on how general business concepts change. And a lot mm-hmm. of people love to tell each other, you know, oh, no, we're so complex here. No, you have more moving parts. I'll agree mm-hmm. with you there. Not any one of them is more complex than the other.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love that you're just so raw and honest about that. I, as far as, I like you said, it's consistent across the world. You're not offering anything special. You're just kind of basically make, making people realize things. And therefore, you can go from industry to industry. And I think that's great because, like you said, some people act like they have this special offering. It's, like, it's really textbook, especially numbers. Numbers is very textbook.
2: Right. And, and I will tell you what, what I've really uh, thrived in mm-hmm. is there are things that are happening in the service industry that could benefit the manufacturing industry or vice versa or nonprofits right. and how they present and how they make decisions. And it really seems like it creates a whole library of information that's like, okay, this is what they're doing in this in industry. Mm-hmm. While this part is industry specific, and doesn't apply to you. You really could use a management structure like this to help motivate your sales team. And, and it really just... You get to kind of take the best of, you know, all that you see out there and help apply mm-hmm. them to, to different companies.
1: Mm-hmm. And based on what you've said so far, it sounds like, of course, like accounting is kind of your main theme. But you really may bring forward to businesses how all the different aspects of business really do need to have that synergy and work together in order to have real success.
2: Yes, it, it is. And and honestly, bringing all of that experience from place to place is, has been very It's been beneficial for me, but Mm -hmm. it really provides insight with the partners that I work with and the clients that I've, Mm -hmm. I've had over the years Mm -hmm. and truly dedicated business leaders. They're willing to admit all of their mistakes. They're willing to, you know, they're, they are vulnerable. The one that's like, I'm just working hard and I'm, you know, I'm making the best decisions. They're usually the ones that uh, they might have a small level of success, but Mm -hmm. it's never sustainable. Like you've really got to recognize the good, the bad and the ugly.
1: Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, what would you say are some of the biggest gaps that you've come across as far as when you do work with these businesses that they have and try to help them fill?
2: Well, you know, what's funny is uh, I've really thought about this a lot and I I really started writing notes to to put together a white paper or even a a short uh, seminar on this. Um, accounting software, accounting software is a, a huge issue out there and not because of the lack of it, not because of the, um, flexibility, not because of all of the, uh, availability of it. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest problem is a lot of companies, whether it's QuickBooks, whether it's Great Plains, whether it's Peachtree there, you, you name it, there's, there's 10 others out there. And they do all promote themselves as, hey, you can enter all of your information in here. And they are dead right. They make it very easy to use. However a lot of companies are hiring people that do not have an accounting or finance background to do this work. Right, okay. And so you see a lot of these independent bookkeepers and I'll be honest, I'll see a lot of experienced bookkeepers that do not have fundamentals of accounting. So they know how to enter the bills and they know how to write checks, but they do not know how to create a structure or flow that organizes the information mm-hmm. to get reporting that you need. And sometimes with great input, there's still a mess on how everything's structured Mm -hmm. and, While QuickBooks and and all these other companies create these great tools, and don't get me wrong, they are great tools. I -hmm. I rely on them heavily. They are being abused. People think that the software actually provides the accounting department, and all they need is just somebody to type information in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that person, but you also need an experienced person as well to help develop reporting from there. So Mm -hmm. it's no different. I have a saw and a hammer and a couple other tools you do not want me building your house. You do not want me building a stool or furniture or anything. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I shouldn't own them in the first place. Well, I feel the same way about a lot of companies in their accounting mm-hmm. software.
1: That's a great analogy too. Not everyone needs to be Bob the builder basically, <laughs> you put it together. Exactly.
2: Need yeah. that so and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they all are like, "Oh, we have accounting." We, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, my spouse does it or my my mm-hmm. my my uncle does it for me." And but they still don't have that background in Right. They're, they're not, they're not doing damage. Like everybody's well-intentioned and they're doing exactly what the software tells them, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what they're getting out. So everything's in there. And they're like, I still don't know why I'm losing money or I don't know what to do next. I don't know what I'm looking at. That's even when the information's in there, there's a lot of business owners that don't even know what any of it means.
1: Right. And don't have the right people to explain it to them because they don't know
2: what it is either. They're accounting person, quote unquote. (laughs) Exactly. It's no different than if I went to the doctor and they just said, here's your x-ray. I'd be like, well, what does this mean? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. So you mentioned donuts earlier, which makes me excited because donuts are probably my favorite dessert slash pastry. And you have a book as well. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, throughout all my, uh, my, my business career, about several years ago, me and a partner started a donut company. And it started out as a donut food truck. And from there, ended up going into a brick and mortar store and a couple other stores. While I was doing this, along with the other consulting work, I also teach as an adjunct professor at Queens University, and I teach managerial accounting, and I teach entrepreneurship both in their MBA program. Well, I found that I was taking a lot of my partners and I's arguments into the classroom, <laughs> especially into the accounting class, and we were mm-hmm. always arguing how much does it cost to make a donut. And she mm-hmm. had her reasons; I had my reasons. I took it to the classroom where I could get a biased, uh, you know, answer from uh, from my <laughs> students. students yeah. But I, yeah, but I found out over the course of a couple years, my entire class. And curriculum mm-hmm. took on the theme of how much does it cost to make a donut, mm-hmm. and I also realized in my class that people that take accounting classes they usually don't elect to; it's just it's a mandatory class. Mm-hmm. And I realized eighty percent of the students in the class did not want to take accounting, did not like accounting, mm-hmm. and they, they they were just there because they had to be there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take my curriculum and say, let's embrace that we none of us like accounting. I'm mm-hmm. an accountant. I'll be honest; I don't care for it that much. <laughs> and I said. Let's embrace that we don't like it, but let's take six to seven accounting concepts Mm -hmm. and explain them over the story of the development of a donut company. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we're going to reinforce each one of those stories with two to three entrepreneurial stories in other industries, whether it's construction or manufacturing Mm -hmm. or nonprofit, and just reinforce all of those concepts. So, uh, over the course of the time that that curriculum became, I said, well, I got to turn this into a book. Mm-hmm. And that's how the the book, you know, uh, how much does it cost to make a donut and other questions that make us hate accounting came <laughs> to be.
1: I love that. It's something so simple as donut. I feel like it also brings, you know, people's attention, like a donut. How much make a donut? Probably 50 cents. Maybe something simple and see that there's so much more to it
2: exactly and and here's the thing there's not a wrong answer mm-hmm. there's not a right answer it really is an answer built on the assumptions and research that you've mm-hmm. you've made and, and that you've performed and how well you can defend your answer got it and so whether it's 20 cents with no labor or a dollar 50 with labor included mm-hmm. or how much labor should be included we could go back and forth but then from there after we've listed our assumptions we got to identify how we're going to make decisions with that information
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes, obviously, into business. And I think people are able to make that comparison then. Exactly. That's wonderful. I love that. And so for our listeners, where can people go to get this book?
2: So they can go to my website, casmerward.com, C-A-S-S-M-E-R-W-A-R-D.com. You can find it there and get links to Amazon. Barnes and Nobles, everywhere else that you can find it. We actually have it on sale right now for uh, the not, the ebook is available through the publisher for $1.99 for mm-hmm. a short period of time. Um, so everything about the book you can find on my website, along with a, uh, uh, one of my class materials, which is uh, a web series I do called Influencing Entrepreneurs, which are business case studies that are presented by actual business owners and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Casmer, so much for coming on here and teaching us about how to make, how much it takes to make a donut and everything else as well. Thank
2: you. All right. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media, then go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, a rating or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck. And I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels.